watching for so long. It's when companies want to put forward the image that they are so sustainable, but in fact, they might not be as green as the consumer is led to believe. And now we're actually seeing the reverse of that trend, which um, is a term that my client South Pole termed last year, coined last year with the release of one of their net zero reports, green hushing. So it's the opposite effect of that. It's when companies are in fact doing a lot of work. They are working on decarbonization. They are trying to decrease their footprint and work towards net zero. However, they feel that for one reason or another, they are not able to be so vocal about it. And that has to do with pressure in the political environment that we see and you know them just not wanting to stick their neck out there so much for fear of backlash, for fear of scrutiny of what they're doing. Because maybe they aren't quite perfect yet, but they are working towards their better goals. And so if they're not where they see themselves as being quite perfect yet, they might just be green hushing. So at this point in time, we really need companies to be able to be more loud and proud about the work that they're doing. If they are taking those steps, if they're leading in their industry, not just the people that we work with today, but it's important. I talk to my kids about sustainable practices. We practice, you know, recycling. We have solar power um, on our roof. So our, you know, we are generating a ton of energy for our, you know, us to use. It was a big question to them. Why are we putting solar on our roof? Why aren't we just going to pay, you know, for power? So it's, it's these teachable moments that are going to transcend the next generation. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's starting younger and younger. As you and I have also talked about, our students, our kids, and their public schools are teaching um, climate change. They're teaching sustainable living habits that were not a part of our curriculum when we were younger. And so this is, you know, coming from a young age, carrying with them through high school, college, and into their careers. And so this is just, you know, the way of the next generation, but in a positive way. Definitely, definitely a positive way. Well, again, I know we could talk about so many, so many different topics on here, but I want to jump into sustainable leadership practices and how there is such an urgency for it. And I know you work, we talked a little bit about your work with the WBCD. And so how has your experience working with this organization really helps prepare strategies for the big conferences that are having a couple thousand people attend. But I know that here locally, I'm involved in the GBA, the Green Building Alliance of Pittsburgh, where it's mostly built environment professionals, but also others that are in the ecosystem that are coming together to discuss what's going on locally here in Pittsburgh. I'm aware of other organizations in the sustainable business space that are hosting different meetups around the country, like in Cleveland or in Stanford, Connecticut, where they're pulling together local industry leaders for maybe a morning breakfast or for a happy hour where they can find them um, so they don't have to take a big trip in an airplane across the country, but they can really connect and network with those locally to them. And that just makes sense on many levels to be able to support each other in person and to support your local economy. Also, I've been noticing that you know, post-COVID, there still are a lot of virtual events taking place. Yes, there are the smaller local events, you know, across different cities and, and that makes great.